episode 448 is a solo episode because today is my birthday. I turned 36 today and I wanted to share with you 36 life lessons or realizations, things that have truly impacted my life in the hopes that they inspire you too. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Oh my gosh, I can't actually believe that I just sung on my podcast. As you will hear, my vocal cords are, actually, they're beautiful. All of our voices are beautiful. Anyway, happy birthday to me. I turned 36 today and I thought, what better way to celebrate than with you guys? My podcasting family, I love you guys so much. I love doing this podcast for you. I cannot believe we are up to episode 448. Can you believe it? I absolutely love this show and I love you for coming here every week and showing up and for doing the work. You guys are amazing. And today I wanted to share with you 36 life lessons or life realizations in the hopes that they inspire you or they resonate with you because these things I'm about to share with you have really impacted my life. And I've broken them up into 10 of the most important health lessons, 10 of the most important wealth lessons, 10 of the most important love lessons, and then six motherhood lessons. Because I'm all about health, wealth, and love, and motherhood, and all the good stuff. And I wanted to share my favorite lessons that have really impacted my life. But as you will hear when I share these, they kind of cross over, you know. One for health also crosses over into wealth, also crosses over into motherhood. So they all are interlinked, like with many things in life. Hey, it all crosses over. So if you like, you can grab a pen and paper and you can write these down as we go. But let's kick off with the top 10 health lessons that really have impacted my life and inspired me along my journey. So, number one, Let's kick it off, shall we, with the health ones. Let's do it. Number one, we must treat our body like the temple that it is. So I never even looked at my body like it was a temple for the first 24 years of my life. It wasn't until my body, my temple, shut down and I ended up in hospital that I realized that I needed to start treating my body like the temple that it is. Now, this means to nourish it physically and mentally with high vibrational food and water and thoughts. And it also means to move our body in a loving and respectful and gentle way. So treat your body like the temple that it is. That is the first health lesson. Number two, 
your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And we need to do things daily to take care of our mental health, such as mastering our inner mean girl and remembering that what she says is not truth. Okay. This took me a long time to learn, but our mental health is so important now more than ever. We are overstimulated. There is so much input that we really do need to take care of our mental health every single day, not just on Friday afternoons, not just on Saturday mornings when you go to your yoga class. Every day we need to do something for our mental health. It is so important. At the start of my journey, I was doing all of the physical things. I was nourishing my body, but then I was forgetting about my mental health. So it is really important that you learn how to master your mean girl. Grab my book, Mastering Your Mean Girl, and remember that what she says to you is not truth. Okay. What she says to you is not truth. So do something every single day to take care of your mental health. It is really important. And I learned this the hard way and dealt with anxiety and depression and panic attacks. And it wasn't until I understood the importance of mental health and really took it into my own hands and started mastering my mean girl and doing things like meditation, that it really made such a difference. So now more than ever, we need to take care of our mental health and we need to start today. Okay, number three, meditation is essential for your mental health. I don't think that we can get away with not meditating anymore. You know, those people that just say, oh, I don't need to, yet they're really stressed and overwhelmed. I don't think we can get away with it anymore. So start with five minutes every morning. Grab some of my guided meditations from my website. Start with five minutes and just work your way up. I know for me, it is essential for my mental health. It makes me a better person. It makes me a better mother. It makes me a better wife, a better friend. Meditation is essential for your mental health. Number four, being outside and connecting with the earth is essential for your health and happiness. This is so important. And I think during the pandemic, we spent so much time indoors because we had to, but being outside and connecting with the earth as much as we possibly can is essential for our health and happiness. There is so much science now on the impact of negative ions. So get outside, get that fresh air, let the sun kiss your skin, dive in the ocean or swim in the lake climb a tree, take your shoes off, get your feet in the sand or on the grass, do some earthing, do some grounding, hug a tree, pick up the sticks and the leaves and whatever else is at your feet and get outside as much as you possibly can and connect with the earth. Let the sun kiss your skin. Let the moonlight kiss your skin. And the more we can get back in touch with nature, the better. And I know Even if Bambi has been inside all day, she starts to get a little bit of cabin fever. Say it's pouring with rain outside. And most of the time, even if it is raining, I do still take her outside. We'll grab the umbrella and we'll grab the pram and we will go outside. But I know when we have days when she's been outside for long periods, she's so much more grounded and so content and she sleeps so well. So get outside as much as you possibly can and connect with the earth connect with the seasons, you know, eat in season, dress in season and connect with the earth as much as you can. Okay. Number five, 
Dancing is soul medicine and so good for your health and happiness. It is essential to move your hips. What that does is it realigns your chakras. It releases blocked and stored energy in your chakras. And it doesn't matter what you look like. And you don't have to even do it in front of anybody. You can do it in your bedroom with the door locked. You can put on a song and just dance. Move your hips. Move your hips in circles both ways. Shake your body. This is pure soul medicine. I was a professional dancer. I danced from the age of three to 24. I did it professionally. I loved it. And then when I got on my health and wellness journey, I kind of stopped dancing. I did yoga and Pilates and still moved. But it wasn't until the last couple of years I've started dancing. I went and did something completely new. I started ballroom dancing. I've recently started salsa, which is amazing and so much fun. Something Nick and I are doing together, which is so fun. And I forgot how much it lit me up. But I stepped away from it because I did it for so long as my career and I just wanted to step away from it, but now coming back to it and just having fun and being silly. Like I dance with my girlfriends on Instagram. You will see me a lot on Instagram dancing with my girlfriends. I'm just being silly. You know, it doesn't matter what you look like. All that matters is that you move your body because it is so good for your soul and for your health and for your happiness. Okay, number six, singing calms your nervous system. And to be honest, again, like dancing, it does not matter what you sound like. It does not matter what you sound like. I have read a lot on the importance of singing to your children. When we sing to our children, especially when they're babies, it literally calms their entire nervous system. It brings them out of fight or flight. It gets them into their parasympathetic, which is so powerful. And it really does not matter what you sound like. Honestly, I remember when my mum would sing when I was little, or even if she would whistle or hum, it made me so happy because I knew when my mum was singing or whistling or humming, she was happy and it made me happy. And I remember that as a little girl. So singing calms our nervous system and it also calms our children's nervous systems. So sing as much as you can or whistle or hum and master your mean girl. Who cares what you sound like? It does not matter. You don't have to sound like Beyonce. Although in my next lifetime, I would really love to come back with a voice like that. Just saying, just saying, I'm putting that request in. How good would that be? Hey, but remember, it doesn't matter what you sound like. All that matters is that you do it and smile while you do it. And remember, it's calming your nervous system. It's so good for your health and happiness and for your children. And then number seven, smiling regulates your nervous system. So smile as big and often as you can. So often whilst I'm driving, I will just smile from ear to ear. I will smile while I'm meditating. I'll smile whilst I'm doing the dishes. I smile whilst I'm playing with Bambi because this regulates my nervous system. And again, like singing, it also regulates hers. When she sees her mama smiling, what do you think that does to her? It makes her feel safe and calm. So smile, smile, smile. It literally tells your nervous system that everything is okay. It sends a signal to your brain and to every cell in your body that you don't need to be in fight or flight. 
that you don't need to stress, that you're not running away from a saber-toothed tiger, that you can calm down, okay, that you can de-stress. So smile as much and as big as you possibly can. Do it whilst you're driving. You could even put a little post-it note on your steering wheel of your car that just says smile. So when you jump in your car, you can see it. And then whilst you are driving, try and smile the whole time that you're driving. Just do it as a little exercise and see how you feel. People next to you might look at you like, what is going on? But who cares? Seriously, who cares? Just smile as big and as often as you can. Okay, number eight, remove all the toxins from every area of your life. So this includes your self-care products, your food, your home cleaning products, your clothing, your water, your physical items in your home, and even your home, so including mold. So removing all of the toxins from every area of your life is essential for your health. Try to only purchase things from now on that do not have any toxic chemicals in them or on them. Make that a little game for yourself. Whenever you go to the supermarket, whenever you're buying clothes or any physical items for your home or cleaning products or food or water or anything, try and get it without any chemicals. Removing every chemical from every area of your life is essential for your health and for your happiness. And I learned this the hard way. You know, my body shut down when I was 24 because of the chemical overload from so many years of abuse to my body, to my temple. So remove all of the toxins from every area of your life. Make this a game and do not bring it into your home or to your life. Your temple deserves the best, the best quality, natural skincare products, the best, cleanest, chemical-free food, cleaning products, clothing, water, physical items, and a home that is mold-free. So remove all of the chemicals and the toxins from every area of your life. This is essential for your health and for your happiness. Number nine, relationships are an essential piece to being healthy. So often we just look at food when we think about health, but relationships are essential. They are essential. They are an essential component to our health and happiness, especially our mental health. So take care of your relationships, nourish them and love them. Nourish them and love them. Go back and listen to my two episodes with Sally and Tamsin, my friendship series with them on how to call in more soul sisters, how to nourish your friendships and how to consciously let go of friendships that are no longer serving you. But remember, relationships are an essential piece to your health and happiness. Take care of them, love them, nourish them. Be the type of friend that you want in your life and treat others how you want to be treated. And remember that, and remember They are such an important part of our health and happiness. So make time for your friendships. Love them, care for them, give to them, and be the best friend that you can be. And then number 10 in the health category, do work that you love, that lights up your soul, that makes your heart sing. This is essential for your health and your happiness. So find what it is that you love and do that. Life is so precious and so sacred. 
and we don't know how long we are here for. We have no idea. We don't know what is around the corner. We have no idea. We cannot predict that. So you may as well do work that lights you up. You may as well do something that makes your heart sing because life is so precious. And when we do things and when we do work that lights up our soul, everything gets better. Our health improves, our relationships improve, everything improves when we are doing work that we love. I know for me, when I was doing work that didn't light me up, I felt like my soul was being crushed. You didn't come here to work in a job that you loathe, that you despise. You did not come here to do that 60 hours a week. No way. You came here to do work that lights you up, to share that with the world. That is your soul's calling and you are worthy of it. You deserve to do that. We are all worthy of that. So there you have it, my friends. They are the first 10 health lessons or realizations that have really changed my life. And I want you to take away at least one of those today and implement it into your life and come and tell me on Instagram how it goes. I would love to hear from you. So come and share it with me. Now, let's move on to the wealth category. Now, when I talk about wealth, I'm talking about abundance in career. I'm talking about money. I'm talking about being and feeling rich in all areas of your life. Okay. So I've got 10 lessons on wealth for you. Number one, money, like everything in the universe, is energy. I used to get so stressed about money. I used to have so much fear around money. I used to hold on to it with white knuckle grip. I used to let it keep me awake at night. But then I realized that money, like everything in the universe, is just energy. And it's always moving and flowing and ebbing and flowing and moving. And it's not here to dictate our happiness. The number on a screen or the number on your phone should not dictate your level of happiness. I see so many people that let that number on their screen determine how they show up that day. Same with the number on the scales, right? Do you ever jump on the scales, weigh yourself, and then that affects your entire day? You let it affect your entire day? Same with the number on the screen or the phone. Do not let that dictate your level of happiness. Money is energy. Number two, we cannot hold on to money with white knuckle grip. Money flows to us and through us. When it feels like you are a safe and grateful vessel and that you will do good with it, it will flow to you a lot more effortlessly. So when I started to be grateful for the money that came to me, And when I started to use it for good, I noticed something. More came to me. When I was ungrateful for it and always talking badly about it or behind its back saying, it's so hard to come by. I just, it comes in and it goes out. You know, when I started 
when I had that attitude, I found that it didn't flow to me very easily. But then I started to be grateful for it flowing to me, grateful every time I got to pay one of my team members, every time I got to pay my cleaner or whatever. And then when I started to give back to people, to give to charities that I loved, to pay for these beautiful girls in Nepal to go to high school and university and to buy them iPads. When we started doing that, money flowed a lot more gracefully when I was grateful and when I was doing good things with it. So remember, don't hold on to it with white knuckle grip. Remember, it flows to you and through you when it feels like that you are a safe and grateful vessel that you will do good with it. Number three, healing your relationship with money is essential to being a safe vessel for money to flow to and through you. When I began on my awakening journey in when I was 24, I realized that I had a lot of my dad's money beliefs. So they weren't even mine. They were not mine. And I had to heal my relationship with money. So what I did was I wrote down all of the current beliefs that I had and I circled the ones that were not actually mine. They were actually my dad's. And I then asked myself, well, what do I believe about money? And I literally wrote out new money beliefs on another piece of paper. And I ripped up that other piece of paper that had all of my dad's beliefs on it. And I rewrote my money beliefs. And that was the beginning of my healing journey with money. I also wrote out all of the stories that had been told to me, like money is hard to come by, or you've got to work hard to make money, you know, those sorts of stories. I wrote all of those out. And again, I realized that they were not mine. And I literally wrote new money beliefs and money stories. I stuck them on my bathroom mirror and I read them every day until they became deeply ingrained in my body. We must heal our relationship with money so that we are a safe vessel for money to flow to and through. So right now, if you feel like you have some outdated money beliefs or stories, it's really important that you heal those and you get really clear on what are your beliefs around money and make sure you're living those and not somebody else's. Number four, looking at your money stories is also essential to being a safe vessel for money to flow through and to. So like I said before, not only our beliefs, but our money stories are really important that we look at them, that we change them, that we look at them and that we rewrite them so that they are in alignment with our true self, not someone else's. So what are your money stories that you're currently telling yourself? Are they even yours or do you need to write some new ones? Something else that I also did was I wrote an apology letter to money and I started it with, dear money, I'm so sorry for always speaking about you so poorly, for thinking that you are hard to come by, for talking down to you. And I went on and on and I wrote this beautiful apology letter to money. And it was a very healing part of healing my relationship with money. So I want to encourage you 
to maybe write an apology letter to money as well. And then make sure you've got your beliefs and your money stories front and center and live those. Don't live someone else's money beliefs and stories. Live yours. Number five, you were born to uncover your gifts and do what lights up your soul and to share that with the world. You will feel rich beyond measure when you have uncovered your gifts and what lights up your soul and when you share that with others. Now, this doesn't mean you have to be a best-selling author or a podcaster or anything like that. You can share it with your children or your partner or no one or one person. It doesn't matter. But when you uncover your gifts, because we all have gifts, and when you uncover what lights up your soul and you share that with others, you beam. You turn on your light. You start to radiate. And this is what you're here to do. So as soon as you uncover your gifts and what lights up your soul and you share that with the world, you will feel rich beyond measure. Number six, the more you give in all areas of your life, so money, time, love, energy, the more will flow to you. I have witnessed this time and time again. The more money, the more time, the more energy, and the more love that I give, more just flows to me. It's so beautiful. Try it. Try it for a week. Give more time, give more love, give more energy, give more money if you can. And watch the energy flow back to you. Watch the love flow back. Watch the appreciation flow back. It's a really beautiful thing to witness. And this kind of follows on to the next point, number seven. What you appreciate, appreciates. So the more that you give gratitude for something, the more it's going to appreciate, the more it's going to multiply. So if you don't have a gratitude practice every single day, now is the perfect time to implement one. Every morning, three things you're grateful for. Every night, three things you're grateful for. If you have children, do it around the dinner table. If you don't have children, do it with your partner. If you don't have a partner, do it by yourself. If you can get a journal, write down everything that you are grateful for. The more you appreciate and be grateful and feel gratitude deep in your cells, the more it will appreciate. Okay, number eight. When your financial house is organized, it receives more. Like what we were saying before about money, when you are organized, when your financial house is organized, it feels like a safe vessel you become and you feel like a safe vessel for money to flow to and through. So get your financial house in order. You don't want any leaky money buckets. Clean your wallet out. Respect your wallet. Organize your wallet. Get rid of all of the junk in your wallet. Clean it out. Get rid of everything that doesn't need to be in there. Organize all of your finances. Clean up any leaky money buckets. Do you have money going out for an old subscription that you didn't even know you were paying? 
Nick and I have a monthly money meeting every single month where we go through all of our finances and we pick up things. I'm like, oh my goodness, we're still paying that subscription. I didn't even know we were still paying that. Oh, oh, did you see that they've double charged us for that? Oh, okay. You know, so many little things that you pick up on. So you don't even have to do this with your partner. Do it yourself. But get your financial house in order. Then you are a safe vessel. Money trusts that you are organized. Money trusts that you are going to do well and good with it. So get your financial house in order, all of your finances. Do you have, you know, six credit cards? Consolidate, get rid of them all. Just have one. Do you have money lying all over the house in different jars? Go and pick it all up and put it somewhere in your wallet or in the bank. Get organized. Clean up your finances. You are then telling money that you are a safe and grateful vessel for it to flow to and through. Okay. So start today. This is a nice little exercise that you can do with yourself, with your partner, with your kids. Clean up your financial house, get organized, plan a monthly money meeting. We just have it as a reoccurring meeting in our calendar. So it pops up every month the same day of every month and we sit down together. And because we are super efficient now, most of the time we can do it in about 20 minutes, maybe even 15 minutes. It does not take long. And it's actually incredibly satisfying. It feels so good because we feel organized. We feel on top of things. So get your finances in order. Number nine, you receive in exact proportion to the value you give. Dr. John Martini, who I've had on the podcast, he's amazing, one of my mentors and such a beautiful human being, says that you receive in exact proportion to the value you give. Therefore, what you do and what you have say a lot about who you are. So be grateful for every expense. So when you have a phone bill to pay or a parking ticket or the water company or someone in your team, give thanks. Be grateful for that expense. And remember that you receive in exact proportion to the value you give. Okay. So often what I'll do, if I need to pay someone cash, like my cleaner, for example, if I need to pay her cash, I will put it in an envelope. And I will write on it, thank you so much for all that you do for us. I am so grateful. We love having you come into our home. I'm so grateful. You are so appreciated. We adore you. And then put love hearts all over it. Kiss it and then give it to her. Be grateful for every expense. Say thank you when you pay your phone bill. Say thank you when you pay the electricity company and give. You receive an exact proportion to the value you give. So give, 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 give. Give to the charities that light you up and inspire you. Be grateful when you pay your bills and give, give, give. And number 10, remember that you vote with your dollar. Every single time that you open your wallet 
or whip out one of your cards and you hand over your card or you hand over money, you are saying that you believe in that company, their ethos, their values. You believe in that brand. That is what you are saying. So remember that. So if you don't believe in that company, then don't give them your money. This is really, really important. And it's really important that if you're regularly buying from someone, look at their ethos. Look at what they believe. What good are they doing in the world? Are they giving back? Are they sustainable? Do they have sustainable practices? Are they giving back in some way? Go investigate in these companies that you are regularly purchasing from because you vote with your dollar. Every time you whip it out, you are voting with your dollar. And this is something that I never really thought of. This is something that I'd never thought of until I had my awakening when I was 24. I didn't think about this. And then I realized, oh, when I purchase that skincare, I'm saying I believe in that. Do they have sustainable ethical practices that I believe in? No, they don't. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I'm going to go and purchase from this local and sustainable and ethical company instead. Remember, you vote with your dollar, my friends, and look at the values and the ethos of every company and brand that you purchase from. It's really important. Okay, let's move on to love. The 10 love lessons or realizations that have really inspired me along my journey. Number one, only love is real. (laughs) For so long, I didn't know this. I believed my inner mean girl. I believed fear. But only love is real and true. And it's the only thing that matters. And this follows on to the second point. Choose love over fear. Choose love instead of fear. So often, it's easy to believe our inner mean girl, our inner critic, when they say we're not good enough or smart enough or we'll never get out of debt or we'll never meet our soulmate. It's very easy to believe that but choose love instead. It's so much better when we do. Number three, nothing good comes from closing. When we are in relationships, when we shut down, when we close off, when we close our heart, when we want to retract, nothing good comes from it. And with ourselves, when we close off from ourselves, when we numb, when we numb with TV and food and alcohol or drugs or shopping or social media, whatever it is, When we close off and shut down, nothing good ever comes from that, ever. So we need to open wide, which is why I wrote open wide. We need to open wide, pull our shoulders back, open our arms and our heart and our chest and stay open and remember that nothing good comes from closing. If you have an argument with someone, it's very easy to shut down, to just go silent, to ghost, to close down. But remember, nothing good comes from that. You're actually just delaying the inevitable. You're delaying a conversation that needs to be had. So just do it in the moment. Save yourself a lot of time, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry, and just have the conversation then and there from a loving place and practice CCC, which is number four. CCC, crystal clear communication, is essential for thriving relationships with others and yourself. 
So I talk about CCC in Open Wide and it is the best relationship tool I have ever come across and use every single day in my own life with my husband and with my kids and with my friends. Crystal clear communication is essential. So following on from point three, nothing good comes from closing. One of the best things you can do is open your heart, open wide, practice CCC and just have a conversation from a place of love with that person. That is the best thing you can do. And I know for me, CCC has been one of the best relationship tools for Nick and I. There is only ever a relationship breakdown when one of us has forgotten to practice CCC. So we will just lovingly remind each other, maybe I didn't practice CCC then, or maybe we could have practiced CCC at that time. So just have that as a tool in your toolkit. Share it with your partner, share it with your kids, share it with your friends. So you can all know that that is your intention to practice crystal clear communication. Okay, number five, relationships are like plants. They need love, attention, watering, and energy. And the more I give those things, the more they will flourish. If I want thriving relationships with others and with myself, because my relationship with myself is the most important relationship of all. And if I want a thriving and flourishing relationship with myself, I need to give it love, attention. I need to water it. I need to pour so much into it. Same with my marriage, same with my relationship with my children, same with my relationship with my family, my friends, everybody. Relationships are like plants. They need love, attention, watering, and energy. And the more you give it those things, the more they're just going to flourish and shine and thrive. And I know that as soon as I don't give a relationship that love or attention or watering or energy, it just wilters, just wilters away. And as soon as I give it more love and attention and water it and just love on it, it starts to thrive again. It's really beautiful. But remember that and remember to do it with the most important relationship of all, which is your relationship with your beautiful self. Okay, number six, self-love is so important. Like I said before, my relationship with myself is number one. I cannot show up as the best mother, wife, friend, daughter, daughter-in-law, anything if I am not filling myself up and if I am not loving myself. It is so important. And I want to model self-love for my kids. I want them to look at me and go, oh, wow, my mom or my stepmama or my bonus mama was so kind to herself. She really loved herself. She was really confident within herself. So self-love is so important for my relationship with myself and all of my other relationships. And number seven kind of follows on from this, self-care is a daily, non-negotiable, essential part of my life so that I can show up as the best version of myself. I know if I go a day without doing something for myself, I am irritable. And this doesn't mean that you go and spend four hours at the day spa. That's not what I'm talking about. It's about getting up 10 minutes before your kids and just sitting in bed and meditating and deep breathing or rubbing oil all over your body or doing some yoga or making yourself a nourishing 
delicious lunch or hot drink or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter what it is. All that matters is that you are doing some form of self-care every single day. And what you can do is write down everything that fills you up. I call this the self-love menu. Write down 10 things that fill you up. I've got a self-love menu in my book, Mastering Your Main Girl, if you want to check it out. 10 things that fill you up. It could be rubbing a beautiful oil all over your body, a 10-minute meditation, a five-minute breathwork session, yoga, watching a sunrise, feeling the sun kiss your skin, making yourself a beautiful, nourishing, vegan brownie, whatever it is. Write down 10, stick it on your fridge and do one thing from that list every single day. And if you have kids, get them to create their own self-love menu. If you have a partner, get them to create their own self-love menu so that when your kids or your partner is feeling overwhelmed or stressed or out of sorts, you can say to them, hey, darling, why don't you go and pick something off your self-love menu and go and do that? Would you like me to help you run the bath? Or would you like me to help you choose an essential oil to put on your feet? Whatever it is. How beautiful to teach our children to do that, to fill themselves up from a really young age. And I know as soon as Bambi can do that, I will be doing that with her. I will be helping her create her own self-love menu so that she can do something from that whenever she needs. And we'll stick it up somewhere and we'll make it pretty. What a beautiful thing to do, right? And the more we do it, the more they copy. Monkey see, monkey do. We are modeling to them. And if we want our children to take care of themselves and look after themselves, guess what we have to do? Take care of ourselves and look after ourselves. So self-care is essential so that you can show up as the best version of you. Number eight, we are all miracles and made of magic. We are all miracles. There was one in 400 trillion chances that you were born, that your parents got together, the egg and the sperm came together and created you. That created you. One in 400 trillion chances. What the actual? You came through. That is magic. Then you grew inside your mother and then she birthed you. Like that, my mind is blown. Magic. Forget pulling rabbits out of hats. This is real life magic, my friends. You are a miracle and you are made of magic and please don't forget it. Number nine, you truly need to be your very own best friend. My mom used to say to me when I was young, you got to be your own best friend. And I used to think, "Mm, what? No, I've got Danielle's my best friend. I don't need to be my own best friend. But she was right. You really do need to have your own back and be your own best friend. Love yourself. Yes, you can have best friends, but love yourself. Love yourself. Be your own bestie. Have your own back. Treat yourself like your best friend. Speak to yourself like you would speak to your best friend. Sometimes we speak to ourselves so poorly, we would never speak to our best friend like that, yet we speak to ourselves like that. Uh Uh-uh. That's just your inner mean girl. It's time to speak to ourselves like we would our very own best friend treat yourself 
like you would treat your best friend because that best friend is within you. That beautiful inner child, she's still in there. She is still in your heart. That little six-year-old you is still in your heart. So love her, treat her like you would your best friend. And number 10, remember that kindness is so important and should be a daily commitment. When you wake up in the morning, commit to kindness. Ask yourself, how can I be over the top kind today? What random acts of kindness can I do today for someone? Who am I going to run into? Okay, so I've got to go to the post office. What random act of kindness can I do? Can I bring the post office lady a flower from my garden and just compliment her hair? Okay, am I seeing a friend? Can I make her some brownies and take her some brownies? Okay, I'm just seeing my husband and my baby. What can I do for my husband? Can I leave him a love note? Kindness is so important and should be a daily commitment, something that you recommit to every single morning. Kindness is so important to yourself as well. Yeah? There's no point going around being kind to everyone else if you're horrible to yourself. Start with yourself first. Be kind to yourself first and be kind to everyone else. And when you are kind to yourself first, it will ripple out to everybody else. Hurt people hurt people. Kind people are kind to themselves and to others. So be kind to yourself and be kind to everyone that you come into contact with. Make it a daily mission to sprinkle love and kindness over every single person you meet, the complete stranger and people that you know. Sprinkle kindness and love like confetti everywhere you go today. How can you bring love and kindness to every single person? Make it a little mission. Play with it. Make it a little game with yourself. And then at the end of the day, you can share it with your partner or journal about all of the little kind things that you did. It's so beautiful. Such a nice thing to do. And remember, your kids are watching. Your kids are watching you do random acts of kindness for other people. And guess what? Monkey see, monkey do. They will do that. They will share their toys. They will go and help someone. And that's what we want. We want to raise kind, compassionate, loving human beings, right? So kindness is so important. Start with yourself and then it will ripple out to everyone else and make it a little game for yourself. Have fun with it and play with it. Okay, now let's move on to motherhood life lessons or realizations. The first one. Connection before correction. I read this in a parenting book and it hit me so strong. Before we correct our child, let's connect with them first. Let's get down on their level. Let's connect with their heart before we go correcting. I know for me in the past, with my bonus son, I had not done that. And now I have this awareness, I can do this with him and I can do this with Bambi. Connect before correct. It is really important. And number two, being present is essential. Oh, I know that parenting is a big job. It's big and beautiful, but peace lives in the present moment. Suffering comes when we are in the past or we are in the future. 
But peace is in the present moment. And if you want to feel inner peace and contentment, come back to the present moment. Suffering is in the past and future. Suffering is when we live in the past, worrying about the past or stressing about the future. So if you want to enjoy your parenting journey, be in the present moment. Peace lives in the present moment. I know whenever I'm like resisting something or I'm not having a good time, it's usually because I'm in the past or in the future. So remember that presence is essential. Peace lives in the present moment. Number three, present, playful, and patient are my daily parenting goals. So when I wake up in the morning, I have this written on a piece of paper inside my bathroom cabinet. So when I'm brushing my teeth, I see this every day. Present, playful, and patient are my daily parenting goals. And each day I recommit to those things and I make sure that I am present, playful, and patient because that's the type of mother that I want to be. Number four, love, time, and connection are essential for healthy relationships with our kids and not just with our kids, with everybody. Love, time, and connection are essential for healthy relationships with our kids. And discover what your children's love language is. Discover what your partner's love language is. Discover what your friend's love languages are because this is going to help you connect with these people on a deep and intimate level. And that love and time and connection is so important for healthy relationships. But even further, if you know what their love language is, you can go even deeper. So check out Gary Chapman's book, The Love Languages, and then there's The Love Languages for Children's book so important and dive deep into the love languages. It is so awesome. Number six, don't miss the magic. This is my favorite parenting mantra. The biggest lesson for me is don't miss the magic. There is so much magic in feeding your baby, breastfeeding or feeding them solids. I just love sitting there with Bambi, watching her eat, helping her eat. It is so beautiful. I love breastfeeding her. These are the magic moments. Bathing them, changing their nappy, massaging them, dressing them. Those are the magic moments. Don't miss the magic. It's very easy to want to skip over those little moments very quickly, but that is where the magic is. So don't miss the magic. That is a big, big one for me. Okay, number six, healthy boundaries with yourself, your self-care and everyone in your life is essential. It is essential. And this goes for every area. You need healthy boundaries around your health, healthy boundaries around wealth, healthy boundaries around love and relationships, and healthy boundaries in motherhood. You need healthy boundaries for yourself, for your self-care, and for every single person in your life. Because when you put up a firm parameter around your self-care, that sets the tone for how people will treat you. So set up some healthy boundaries within your home. Tell your partner, tell your kids, okay, this is mommy's time to meditate or this is mommy's time to do some yoga. So whilst I'm doing some yoga, you can join in with me or you could color in or do whatever it is, but 
setting healthy boundaries is really important in motherhood. And you're also inspiring your kids to also set healthy boundaries for themselves. So you could say to them, you know, this is something that's really important to mummy. What's something that's really important to you that you would like to do? And we can make sure that that happens each day as well. So remember, monkey see, monkey do, whatever we do, they want to do. And we are teaching them about healthy boundaries when we have healthy boundaries ourselves. So this is really important and something that I feel really passionate about because often we get pushed to the bottom of our to-do list when we need to be right up the top there. Because when mama is happy and thriving, everything flows so much more effortlessly. The whole ecosystem of the home and the family flow so much more effortlessly. You, mama, are the heartbeat of your home and you need to make sure that you're taking care of your heart. So set some healthy boundaries for yourself and within your family unit. So that is 36 lessons in 36 years. However, I have four more bonus ones just because, you know, why not, hey? So number seven in the motherhood section, we are all here to shine and we all matter, okay? So this was brought to my attention by actually a lactation consultant. So it was about 11 and a half months with Bambi and both of my nipples were very, very tender because she had been feeding a lot more because she was teething. And it felt like someone was sticking a knife in my nipple. Probably too much information, guys, but this is what it felt like. It felt like someone was sticking a knife into my nipple and wriggling it around because I had a cut on my nipple and it was so sore. And I remember calling my lactation consultant and I said, I'm not sure what's happening. Like, it feels like there's a knife in there. And this was before I saw the cut. And she said, is it mastitis? I was like, no. She's like, what is it? And I was like, I don't know. It feels like a knife. And then I looked underneath, like at the bottom of my nipple, there was a cut and it was so painful. And I said, I just don't know what to do because I need to keep feeding her. And uh, she said to me, Melissa, you matter too. And your health and your happiness matters too. And if you need to space out some feeds a little bit more, don't worry, she's not going to go hungry. She's having solids. If you need to space out some feeds a bit more or think about night weaning, then now might be the right time. And it just was this weight lifted off my shoulders. When she said the words, Melissa, you matter too. I was like, oh yeah, I do matter. And I am here to shine just like Bambi matters. And just like she is here to shine, I also matter. And I am here to shine too. And I didn't feel very shiny at that moment because my boobs were so sore and I was not getting a lot of sleep. And it was such a nice reminder that I matter and that I am here to shine as well as my kids. And often in motherhood, we forget that. We pour all of our love and attention into our children, but we are also here to shine and we also matter. So mama, remember that you are here to shine and you matter as well, okay? And this kind of follows on to the next realization. Number eight, it is our birthright to be happy. Just like it is our children's birthright to be happy and everyone's birthright to be happy, it is our birthright to be happy. 
So do whatever you've got to do, beautiful mama, to make sure that you are happy and content within yourself. Do whatever you need to do to remember that it is your birthright as well, beautiful, that you deserve to be happy, that you are worthy of being happy and feeling happiness. There's no point in focusing so much on your children's happiness if you are miserable. How can you enjoy their joy? How can you enjoy their happiness if you are cranky and tired and resentful and angry and unhappy? You need to look after you and your happiness matters as well. And it is your birthright to be happy. Don't forget that. Number nine, the bonus number nine, we are here on earth to unlock our full potential and be the best version of ourselves and to share that with the world. We are here on earth to unlock our full potential and to be the best version of ourselves and to share that with the world. Unlocking our full potential doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't mean you have to be a best-selling author or an Instagram influencer or a podcaster or a business coach, whatever it is. Unlocking your full potential in parenthood. Like, are you being the fullest version of yourself as a mother? Whatever it is. But remember that you are here on earth to unlock your full potential to be the best version of you and to share that with the world, to share that with your children, to share that with your partner, to share that with your family, your friends, your community. They deserve the very best you. So don't forget that. And number 10, the final one, embodiment is essential for living your best life and for being the best parent that you want to be. I've said this so many times throughout this episode but children learn by osmosis. Monkey see, monkey do. If you want them to be kind, loving, and compassionate, you embody kindness, love, and compassion. If you want them to eat healthy and look after themselves, you embody health. If you want them to tread lightly on the planet, you tread lightly on the planet. Embody everything that you want to teach your children. That is the best way to inspire anyone, especially our kids. Embodiment is essential for living your best life and for being the best parent that you want to be. This goes for every area of your life as well. And also, if you want your children to meditate, you meditate. They will copy everything you do. If you want them to have a healthy relationship with money, you clean up your relationship with money. You are the living, breathing, walking, talking example of what you believe. And they are watching everything. They are watching everything that comes out of your mouth. They know the thoughts that you're thinking because it's all energy. And so if you want to inspire your children, embody what it is that you truly desire and want to teach them. Embodiment is essential for living your best life and for being the best version of yourself and the best parent that you want to be, that you know you can be and that you feel deep in your heart. So there you have it, my beautiful friends. 10 wealth, 10 health, 10 love and 10 motherhood realizations and lessons that have changed my life, that have impacted who I am today that have put me on the path that I am now on, that have 
changed who I am. I am so grateful for everything that has led me up until this moment and everything that is to come. I absolutely have loved my 36 years so far in this earth suit at this time, and I'm so excited for what is to come. I wouldn't change a single thing. I love who I am. I love where I am. I love all that I've experienced, that I have created, that I have manifested. I am grateful for it all. And I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful. Oh, it's making me emotional. I'm so grateful to have this platform to share everything that I love and all of my realizations and lessons and all of my knowledge and wisdom with you. I honor and bow down to every single one of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back every single week. Thank you for messaging me on Instagram and sharing how one particular episode changed your life. Thank you for stopping me in the streets and saying hello. Thank you for sending me the emails. Thank you for wishing me happy birthday. Thank you for being my soul family. I absolutely love and adore each and every one of you. And I am so, so grateful to be here on earth at this time, sharing this journey with you. I love you. I'm here for you. Thank you for holding space for me. I adore you. Sending lots of love. I really hope you loved all of these lessons and realizations. And I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe to the show. As a little birthday request, if you have listened to one episode and loved it, please go and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean the absolute world to me. Please go and do that today. As a little birthday request, I would be so grateful if you could go and do that and send me a screenshot of it to my email, hello at melissaambrosini.com, and I will gift you my wildly wealthy guided meditation as a little thank you for taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would love to gift you that as a little birthday celebration. So please go and do that now. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. So please go and do that for me. I would be so grateful. And come and tell me on Instagram, at Melissa Ambrosini, what you got from this episode. I would absolutely love to hear from you and come and say happy birthday. I would be so grateful. I'd love to connect with you and tell me your favorite realization from this episode. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please be an angel and share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, my darling, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. 